0: Hi, this is Rufus Miller, and we're listening to Sonic Perspectives. Um, I hope you enjoy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another interview of Sonic Perspectives. I'm Rodrigo, and today we are honored to speak with Mr. Rufus Miller. Rufus, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Rodrigo. Yeah, uh, let me start by asking you, how's the COVID situation where you are right now?
0: Um, Yeah, so I'm in London. It's pretty strict. Um, But I think come May 22nd, we're looking at doing concerts again. So we are getting some positive projections of what's going to happen.
1: Oh, wow. That's great to hear. I I think there's other places like in the U.S. where concerts are starting to happen again. So that's a good sign for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, Well, aside from not being able to tour uh, for the most part last year, How has this pandemic affected you? Did you manage to put a positive spin on it or or not?
0: Um, Yeah, I've been very lucky because I um, actually uh, spent a lot of time with my sister, who I've worked with a lot. Uh, Of course, she's my sister, Mm. Misty Miller. And um, I, I ended up being stuck in London with her at her place. So what did we do? We wrote loads of songs together. We went and played all the time. In the park predominantly um Uh she actually has an album coming out with songs that we recorded oh and uh and yeah i've just been like i suppose like most musicians i've been busy recording and also
1: reconnecting with like my my roots i suppose Mm -hmm. understood and our website focuses on all kinds of music but primarily metal and prog uh yeah i'm a sting fan so that's why i connected with you but uh for the benefit of our audience uh, who might not be familiar with your work, tell me how you got started in music.
0: Okay, yeah, so, well, <laughs> just to start off, I'm a big metal and prog fan. Nice. So that's very cool. <laughs> um, but yeah I, yeah, I got I got really into music aged like seven. Mm. I started writing songs and being very confident with it and then playing guitar then. And uh, my dad's, of course, a musician, so I was yeah. uh, incredibly inspired. And then the starting point for me was, I guess I really wanted to play love songs, which is kind of mm. weird, but that was me seven. <laughs> but I also loved grunge music. I loved what was coming out on MTV, like oh, right. Nirvana, um, Allison in Chains, Soundgarden. I w- it, and it didn't look like it was that hard to play. Mm. And it seemed fresh and it spoke to me. So that's the first things that I wanted to play when I picked up the guitar and it wasn't mm-hmm. too hard
1: to pick it up. Right. And uh, so how did you become involved with Sting's band? So I think that really came about
0: because he probably was quite aware of the work I was doing with my sister, Misty. Mm-hmm. Um, this is nine, about nine or ten years ago, mm-hmm. 2011. Okay. So um, he, uh, he asked me to, uh, to, to join just to see how it went. And it went really well. And I, I ended up doing two legs of a tour. I kind of hoped I'd do more, but it was two <laughs> legs of a tour. So it's like four or five months. Um, and I wasn't replaced with another guitar player. I was replaced with the great David Sanchez, who's played in the band for years. Oh, wow. Sort of keyboard player. Uh-huh. So it didn't hurt my ego too much. But then um, I managed, he asked me to rejoin, I think about five years ago now. So mm-hmm. it's um, almost five years ago. So it's, it's pretty amazing that I've managed to stay this long this time. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the initial connection is my dad, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think Sting's probably quite aware of a lot of the stuff I was doing in London, and maybe he likes my sound, my style.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, I wonder what it's like to start a career, or you know, to have such a jump in your career with such a well-established act. Uh, you you may have freaked out, I don't know, with such a huge crowd in your show, or or not.
0: You know where I think I'm lucky is because my dad's been in the band since I was five. Oh, <laughs> Sting never really, he just seemed like my dad's boss. You know, I okay. still see him through like a child's eyes, you know, like, oh, yeah, Sting. And I, I'm like a music nerd, right? But I mm-hmm. did—I purposely didn't really study Sting or the police. Okay. Or, you know, I just, it was more a background, like that's what my dad does so to come into it i think i had quite a fresh confident perspective i think it felt of course it felt very much like family and also i'd studied just about every musician that played with sting because i'd meet them and i knew them and most of them were pretty much obscure jazz musicians who were given a huge opportunity so i figured um i figured like yeah in a similar way he was plucking me from obscurity but I knew how to uh, stay grounded, I suppose, and and uh, also I had all the advice from my dad to do a good job. Basically, mm-hmm. what Sting and him expected in me as a musician. And right. I, I really, I really focused and
1: and made sure I did my best. Understood. And I've seen Sting many times, and uh, one thing I noticed is that he changes the arrangement uh, of many songs, sometimes mid tour
0: sometimes
1: mm. from one show to the next uh is that a difficult process for you i mean sometimes the, the arrangements are completely different it
0: keeps you on your toes because every sound <laughs> check is like a long rehearsal and then <laughs> right. he'll always make changes so like if you're just phoning in your performance every night he'll catch mm. you out he wants to see you sweat <laughs> right he'll random like a like a good teacher would he'll be like right you what are you what are you playing on this song mm-hmm. and then you'll be like, in a nice way you know and then right. you'll be like, "Oh, this," and he's like, mm, "Not sure about that." And also, let's change the key, let's change the arrangement, let's do it differently. Are you <laughs> Are you listening? Are you present? And then you're forced <laughs> to um, stay present, really. And it's a good method to keep his musicians like
1: on their toes. Mm-hmm. Well, I-, I can see how that might be uh, unpleasant for some people or some musicians that work with him. But uh, mm-hmm. you're right; it keeps things fresh for sure. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, like we said, you, you're establishing a career, slowly but surely, and you already have two solo albums under your belt. What mm-hmm. is your vision as an artist? I mean, do you want to become just a solo artist eventually, or do you think of it uh, in that way or not? Um, well, I've, I started
0: as a solo artist, I suppose, like most guitar players, and I mm-hmm. always tried to push it. Um, I think when I was 17, I was really going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh but then you just join bands, don't you? So I just joined band, 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 band. And living in London, I could be in so many bands. Yeah. Um, but it got to the point, I guess, around the time I had turned 30, where I was like, you know what? Like, I really, it, if I leave it too late, it might, it, I might miss the boat with this. Yeah. So I figured, uh, I figured I'd sort of work towards it. And then by the time I guess I was 33, I managed to record it and, and have it out just as I liked it. And <laughs> I managed to get another one out pretty soon after. For me, it's, you know, I don't get massive numbers on Spotify, but I I like that my peers and fellow musicians know what I do Mm -hmm. and that Sting fans know what I do. For me, it's like almost like a business card. (laughs) It's not like I'm trying to be famous. I just think it's important for fans of Sting or people that are interested in my sound to just kind of know what I'm all about rather than just being the son of Dominic Miller and guitar player to all these different bands. It was good to go, look, this is what I do, Mm -hmm. you know. It's important for me, for my confidence. It's done massive, uh, a massive amount. So uh, I'm glad I finally got to do it.
1: Right, and your album "Make It" was released last year. It's quite a step uh-huh. up from Pop School, which kind of went thanks. everywhere stylistically, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I think thanks. I
1: appreciate that you see it like that.
0: I really yeah. realized with the first album that I I was genre hopping too much. It mm. was becoming quite difficult for people to really get into it and know what mm-hmm. I was about. So I figured on the next one, I try and focus on more a sound and a style and a way of recording, more acoustic driven. And I'm really pleased I did that. Um, yeah. It gives me a great place to go for the next album. You mm-hmm. know? Are you recording a
1: new one already or
0: uh yeah well i've i've been working a lot with my sister so her next albums yeah. features me quite heavily okay um yeah. i also got off asked to do a soundtrack uh where we write songs for a film or a series we're not quite sure what it's going to be yet mm. and it's super dark and heavy um <laughs> Super heavy, like the brief is like a perfect circle, nine inch nails, wow, tall, you know, like make it sound like this kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, like early 2000s. So I'm super excited to, to let people hear that, but it might take a while, of course. But sure. we've, we've done an album. We've done an album in that style, in that genre.
1: Okay. And I find that Make It uh, has a lot of new age influences and a lot of 90s music in it, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. surprisingly translates quite well to this day and age. I don't know if you agree with us. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I love seeing all these people doing uh, Alice in Chains covers at the moment. <laughs> and, um, you know, I feel like, yeah, cool. I'm happy I've got an Alice in Chains cover on my album, you know?
1: Yeah. When I Die, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I like how you deconstructed the song completely and turned it into something new. Uh, I didn't expect that, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. I've yeah. been working
0: on that for a long time. Yeah. I think if I was to do it again, I'd probably put the original bass line in. That's the only thing I missed out. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's cool when you take it on a journey, right? You, yeah. It deviates kind of from the original.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes people do that and do covers that are completely different from the original and it falls flat. But in your case, you know, it gave the song a new life. I I believe so. so Thank yeah. you so
0: much, man. Yeah. It means a lot to me
1: yeah
0: and, and uh, that whole new age sound that that's from going to india a lot and hanging out with oh yeah these you know going to uh, rainbow gatherings and mm. campfire playing acoustic guitar flutes and all sorts of weird instruments and i managed to capture that that in copenhagen so um,
1: oh wow. yeah
0: i'm happy that you that you could hear that that yeah. influence
1: in copenhagen of all places
0: <laughs> i know right
1: yeah <laughs> yeah well, well Alice is another song that's undeniably Alice in Chains, starting with the name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that violin on the song. It kind of freaked me out Mm. a little bit, but it's really haunting, but, uh, you know, really cool. It fits the song perfectly. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So one of the last ones I wrote for the album, very sort of ad lib, but I just love the vibe. I thought it just glued the album together quite well. Yeah. Thank you
1: yeah uh i hear a little bit of nirvana and maybe pixies on the album too i don't know if you if you agree as well
0: yeah yeah tons of nirvana i mean that's for me like my my yeah it's such a starting point for me so i can't i find it hard not to sound like them uh pixies that's that's awesome and that means a lot to me because i'm a huge pixies fan and no one's ever said that so uh, cheers thank you
1: yeah no worries uh what I like about it is that it's a true roller coaster. Uh, for example, when you go from an almost depressive state of uh, Don't Leave Me Now to a somewhat yeah. happier vibe on Live the King, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes you on a journey, I think, the whole album. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's that's really what I wanted. I wanted it to, because that's one of the reasons I had the same song um, mm. Into the Unknown as an uh, unplugged version at the end. So it kind of created, mm. oh, we're back to the beginning, but everything's changed, you know? Um, and, and, and I, yeah I, I suppose I wanted it to feel a bit like shamanic like a like a trip you know where you yeah. go away and then you come back like in like all the traditional great psychedelic albums were like starting with Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts yeah. Club band yeah that, that album really you're like whoa whoa it's so colorful and different directions <laughs> yeah and then you kind of end up right where you started in a weird way you know the same yeah. musical motifs come back Right. Um, and I think I was sort of, yeah, unconsciously probably trying to go for that. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I heard a story about uh, you warming up for the Sting shows, playing metal songs. Can, <laughs> can you tell me which ones at
0: least? Oh, which, what metal do I like playing? Yeah. Oh man, all of it. Like, you know, the, 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 the originators, Black Sabbath, I'm always playing like their riffs. <laughs> um, I like bands like, yeah, Sleep, High on Fire, you know, Matt Pike's like an idol of mine. Uh like yeah, death metal stuff like obituary. Wow. Um, you know, <laughs> just like I just it just warms up my fingers and I feel like when I go on stage, like I've I've already done like my full-on metal shit, and then mm-hmm. I can calm down and play something a bit more gentle.
1: Right. Okay. Uh so you mentioned the album with your sister, a soundtrack. Uh is there anything else in the works for you this year? I mean, playing live, of course, is a big thing, and I'm glad that you're going back to at least some level of normality, right? But uh, I know Sting has a new album out called "Do It." I'm I'm assuming you're in it, right? Uh, I'm not even
0: sure if if I'm on this one, but it's (laughs) like that sometimes. Like I wasn't on the Shaggy album. Actually, the only Sting album I've been on is the My Songs one, where we kind of redo some songs, but... I was happy to make it to, to an album, but he's quite clever like that. You know, like he'll use different musicians for different things. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm predominantly his live guitar player, but mm-hmm. uh, I know how to play all those songs and we'll, we'll have fun reinterpreting them for stage for sure. So mm-hmm. it should be good. I mean, for me personally, I've got a lot of live stream gigs going on. Okay. Uh, one that I did last night is, was a huge success. Uh, Easy Come Acoustic Club done for, by uh, London Gig Weekly. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's it's actually on YouTube now. It's definitely worth checking out because there's some great bands. So I'm doing a lot of these like live stream things. Okay. Um and then come I think October, we're all booked in to do Vegas, if that can still happen. So oh, wow. Fingers yeah. crossed, you know, that's that's yeah. when the boss will start up again
1: and I'll be there. Yeah. Well, I'm in Toronto and I hope, you know, I keep my fingers crossed that we can have live shows soon enough. And I hope mm-hmm. I can see you here live. So,
0: oh, yeah. it'd be great to meet you in Toronto, man. For sure. Yeah,
1: likewise. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, what's it like to play with your dad uh, every night? I mean, it, it's got to be some, you know, inter- an interesting uh, setup that you look on the side and there's your dad playing guitar, right? It never gets old. <laughs> it never gets old. It's just yeah. such a buzz for the two of us, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: we're challenging each other to play better and no one wants to be the weak link so we're really bringing out the best in each other yeah and uh we're just so tight musically because we recognize each other's styles and it's just really moving because you know hasn't been plain sailing like most father-son relationships so to have got to this point in my life and and be doing this Mm. and give him a hug at the end of the show every night and be playful musically and uh to really like be a team, like you know brothers in arms it's right. just it's the warmest the most amazing sensation and and i think the fans feel it too so it's just this really amazing buzz for everyone like I mm-hmm. know, that, that yeah it never gets up never cool. ever gets
1: up cool well rufus it's been a pleasure man uh, I, I wish you all the best and a very productive 2021 and i hope Thank we you. can reconnect soon uh in a live setting i hope
0: oh right. me too man i'm sure we will i'm dreaming big yeah.
1: All right. Thank you so much, man. Have a good night.
0: Thanks, Rodrigo. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.